Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hello, everybody. My apologies, but yet we are back. Well, kind of. We're missing Scott today, but he's on location doing a review of a golf course for us. But anyway, John and I are here. So let's get into it. John, how you doing, buddy? Well, just as we talked about, I'm doing unbelievably well because I'm here with you right now doing this podcast because we haven't done one in so long. I can't wait till we do this right now. Let's go! I know, I know. I miss I miss doing it right now. I mean, we've been kind of stuck in a few different situations that have popped up. You know, and we're trying to work our way through it, but I, I, I think this is the last one, you know. So, I know, you know, stuff before uh, Scott went on location. You know, John, uh, yeah, John. Scott has a very different type of job. It's a little more demanding than us, so his schedule, it's a variant, you know, with the schedule, they go, it goes back and forth, so we got to give him a little slack, I guess. But, anyway, you know, today was a good day. I went to the dentist today, John. You went to the dentist, right, today? I did. <laughs> I wasn't at the dentist today. You ever sit in the dentist chair and you're like, oh my God, I have to pee? No, I've never done that actually because I've always gone to pee before I got in the dentist chair. I did that too, but you know, once you break that seal, I broke it before that. So usually, I have a dentist appointment in the morning, so oh. I, the breaking the seal thing doesn't really apply. No, see, I I have to because my job, I have to take the latest possible one. And it's like five o'clock at night, Lisa possible appointment and man did I have to go and I held it and I held it and I was about ready to say hey get to give me a break here yeah I can I could picture you squirming on that chair a little bit like <laughs> it's one thing to squirm because you got somebody in your mouth and you're going like oh my god and I, I just I I mean let's face it dentists right they love they love to talk to you too and the and, the, and you know everybody who's cleaning your teeth and they um what what do they call the Dental hygienist? Dental hygienist, yeah. right. That's what I was looking for. They are, like, talking to you the whole time, saying, oh, so, um, how's everything going with the family? And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what, what? Stop talking to me. I can't do it. Like, I just want to look at the ceiling right now and just think that I'm going to get out of here as soon as possible, but you're still talking to me. What's going on with that? And yet, you know, they still just keep talking to you, and you're like, oh, I gotta, I got to talk to them, but. Yeah, it's tough because then you just you're on the chair. You're like, I don't really want to talk to you anymore, and uh, I just want to get out of here as soon as possible. Oh, this was supposed to be my story, but all right. Well, no, and just you just you went on a rant again. Throwing it out there. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, like you said, I just want to stare at the ceiling. You know, they have those pictures up there. It's just like, let me read the letters, count the letters, count the flower petals or whatever. Just let me take my mind off of having to pee. You know what I mean? And I had to go. But I did it. I made it through my appointment. Teeth are all cleaned up. I'm good. Good for another six months. I cannot believe how good your teeth feels when you've left the dentist office, though. Right? I mean, like, your tongue actually starts to go around your teeth. And under certain spots, you're like, 
Did I spot? No, I don't even think I had a like a little bit of a something there, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, what, what, what's that?" Every six months, you start to feel your teeth again a little bit because obviously there's no more um, moss growing on certain aspects of that side or that side. I mean, it's just like it's like what it's so funny because you you actually feel like you have teeth again, and your your tongue's all around it, and I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty good." And then that slowly fades into obscurity because then you start to have all that stuff happening. And then six months later, you're back at the at the dentist's office. You get your teeth cleaned and, and then the cycle starts all over again. But I love it. I love getting my teeth clean because it feels like you are clean at that point. Because even brushing your teeth every day, right? Is that is that really cleaning your teeth? No, it's not even cleaning your... Oh, I mean, it's definitely so much... cleaning. Come on. Of course. But not not to the level that you're almost. Exp- I mean, I mean maybe well, maybe those who have like water picks or something like that may be able to cl- feel clean like that. But we have a water pick, and that thing's a mess. You don't you, like it? Well, let's just see. Water goes everywhere. It's you know you're supposed to keep your lips tight around it. And, you know you're just trying to get in certain grooves, and you can't really. I always know. thought I would buy one, but I I, I never did. So oh, I, I, I have it. no idea. I have no idea. Stop it, Pernorius mofo. You're not gonna buy a water pick. Why not? I, I, I you know, <laughs> I could do it. You know? But speaking of moss on our teeth, on our, one of our what was our last day there on vacation, which yeah. that, that episode's coming up. But remember, we're sitting here like, oh my god, what is growing on our teeth? <laughs> well, that's yeah. I mean, if if Scott was here and he's not, and 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 that's why we're doing this sort of update without him. We would be talking about what happened at the end of our trip, and 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 we want to tell everyone because it's 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 really good because you know it happened to us, and we were so ready to tell everyone as much as we could, and you know the the uh, the COVID thing has kind of ravaged our um, podcast here a little bit. Well, it started yeah. with COVID, but that yeah. transition, yeah, off. I mean, this thing. So yeah. if, if yeah, so this should have really only been one hiccup, but because of COVID, it became the first hiccup, yeah. and then yeah. this hiccup came up. But either way, you know, we're, we're we're trying to fight through it, and we're we're hoping to get one out before Scott ended up leaving. But you know, one thing leads into another, and hiccups happen. You know, yeah. you can't you can't really avoid them. He'd yell at you for it though. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna happen. Oh yeah, I get the. I'm gonna yell at. No, he would yell at you if you did it. So you, you, you become him. You're gonna yell at me. What are you gonna say? Uh, what? what are you saying right now? No, I'm just saying. Are you it, saying to if me? the table was turned? He'd what do you think? At, what, he'd yell at you. What am me. I, a clown? Yeah, a little bit. Do I amuse you? Yeah. You need me. Do I amuse you? Do I look like a clown? <laughs> am I a clown to you? What are you trying to say to me right now? A little bit. A little bit of a clown. I'm just saying he'd be all over you for it. So. You take the high road, uh, Scott. Take I, the, I mean, John, take the high road. You know, we, we all have our things to uh, deal It's funny with, right? because he's not here. Now I'm going to call you Scott the whole time. You're like, and Scott? Because I'll look over at him when I say his name. There. And then when you're here, what, I say your name. But what now do you I'm, think, Scott? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not here right yeah. now. Yeah. Empty chair. We can't look at Scott and say, what do you think right now? Because he's not here. He is in a better place. South Carolina, I'm not saying, right? Like, he's passed away or anything i'm saying that he actually <laughs> is uh in a better place where he's having fun that's you know, why i'm saying south carolina 
I'm not even going to say that. I wasn't even going to say that, but you're going to say that? Yeah, well, I want to make sure nobody thinks he's dead. <laughs> the way you lead into stuff. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that he's having fun right now. That's what I'm saying. Folks, you're not going to hear from Scott because he's in a better place. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I mean, you know, that happens. I have to let you know he's golfing in South Carolina. Who cares? You're not going to be able to pick him out of a lineup anyway. Right, that's true. South Carolina is actually a pretty big state. And if, if he's golfing in South Carolina, I think we may just sort of have an idea of where he is. And if that's not where he is, then he's in somewhere else. And it's okay that wow. we're talking about that. That's pretty good of you. Yeah. If he's not there, yeah. he's somewhere else. He could be somewhere else. Holy from shit. From where we think he is, and that's how that works. But I'm fine with just talking about the fact that he's not here right now, and you and I are here right now, and we need to do an update for everyone out there, because we want to be able to talk to you guys, and, and we haven't been able to do that for a little bit. And honestly, like it, it when it comes to what we want to say, it's not there. Because we haven't been able to get together enough to give it to you guys. And we, we're here now, doing it. We're, we're doing the update tonight. Here we are. Let's do it. Yeah, a little bit of an update. A little bit of an update. So you guys know what's going on. You know what happened to us. Uh, we haven't left you. You know, thank goodness, because we enjoy doing this. Um, but anyway, yeah, hopefully uh, by this weekend we'll be back at it. The Three Stooges. The chemistry will be flying, you know what I mean? We have that next that next uh, update on the, the golf trip that we went on in Las Vegas. Yeah, we need to do part three, and part three is going to be the best part of them all. going to be the honestly. longest one. I mean, you know, because we, we were really waiting to do part three for everyone, knowing that that was going to be the best. Honestly, the, the, the golf trip was incredible. We've already given you guys enough info on it but there were so many stories that uh we didn't tell and and we're gonna tell them as soon as scott gets back from his trip and we can't wait to tell you guys that all the stories that we're gonna tell which uh deal with golf and uh vodka and uh packet stores or or liquor stores plane rides and uh plane rides back home that didn't happen that could have happened that should have happened and there's just so so much there we want to tell and i and, and right now i'm actually like just oozing the the want to actually say some of these things that we've been talking about for a long time that we i, I want to tell you what happened but i you know we we just can't because we just don't have third, scott here the third wheel and, and the trike we need him here to to be able to tell you everything that went happen that that what you know, went on when we were trying to get home. The tripod isn't set up. You know what I mean? It's too bad because uh, we would love to tell you what happened because it's 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 unbelievable. Well, you know, there's other things that have happened. I know, you know, our fan base is very spread out, and uh, a lot of them like to hear about our trips. A lot of them like to hear about our little fitness journey that we had earlier. Not so much, you know, and some people like to hear the sports, you know, but a lot of people, you know, it's basically our family doesn't like to really listen to the sport thing. But there's a lot of things happening in the sports world, especially Boston. You know what I mean? The Bruins made a pretty good trade, we're hoping. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like, when it comes to the Boston Bruins, we have been really good and really relevant for a very long time. And uh, I'm a huge fan, as I'm sure you are. And, and, and many of you out there may not be Bruins fans, but Boston Bruins has been a part of my life for a very long time. And I have no um, reservation in saying that, that, I, that I want them to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, a couple of years ago, they hosted the Stanley Cup Finals in Boston, and it just it, you know it ended up not working out. Of course, Game Seven was played in Boston, and we and we lost. But reality is that the uh, Bruins have been very good for a very long time, and uh, appreciate the fact that we've been able to watch them and and cheer for them uh, throughout that time frame. Because I mean, honestly. Um, what a great sport, uh, what a great city, and uh, just great fan base when it comes to the Boston Bruins fans. I mean, last year we had the best record in the league, and COVID impacted it. We had oh to take God. some time off, and then we started the playoffs again, and that didn't work out well. Yeah, you think about that. We were the best record in the league, and then COVID hits, and then everything shuts down, and then, you know, the whole sort of... Um, Different, different playoff structure uh, emerges. You know, just as as the the uh, the season decides to come through, and and then we end up uh, you know on the wrong side of how that whole thing worked out. But you know, when it comes to the the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, you have to appreciate the fact that you have a lot of games to play. You have a lot of 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 uh, work to prove, and that. That usually you know wins wins out because how many I mean how many series do you have to get to in order to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and then win? All right, and and therefore John you know, John hold on hold on all right the Stanley Cup Finals we got we you know, we're a little ahead of ourselves and I get it I get it but what do you think about the trade with Hall T- Taylor Hall? Well, I mean the the Bruins had to do something because the the Bruins were. Uh, looking at themselves as a oh, we lost Chara this year, right? The the captain going into this uh, this season, the big man on defense, and you know absolutely. And so, what what are you going to do to to replace that? I mean, it's, I mean that's tough in itself. But to be able to go out, you know, at the trade deadline and make some moves was very important for the Bruins to do. Well, they had a trouble scoring five on five. That was a, that well, was a big yeah. thing with them. <laughs> They've had that trouble for a while over the last couple of years. Well, before it was power play. They were having trouble scoring on the power play. Now it's like five on five. They can't score on even strength. Yeah, I mean, you know? the power play has been pretty good for them. You Lately, know, in, in, yeah. in ge- you know, in general over the last couple of years. But, you know, five on five. I mean, there's been different areas of their game that they've had to try and uh, work over or get get better in order for them to get better in general. And I think that they knew that they needed to get something um, for this year because they have a core. They've had a core for a long time, and and obviously Charles Bergeron, Krejci, yeah. right? Yeah, Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand. Of course, they needed yeah. they needed that uh, extra something, the extra sauce, right? When you're thinking about what you need, is it is it in the sauce? Yeah, it, it may be in the sauce. I'm not sure he hauls the sauce, though. I think they're just kind of taking a gamble on him. 
Because I heard he's like a coach's nightmare. He's not the best team player, but it right, seems but, like he yeah. wants to come to Boston. If he can go back to being a partial, partially his MVP self, that's going to be no, a exactly. huge pickup. No, I, you know, I agree. Look, when it comes to any player in professional sports, they have a reputation, but they can overcome that reputation and get to where they need to be because they want to win a championship. And I think that Taylor Hall could be that guy. And not only did they acquire Taylor Hall, but two they, other guys, yeah. Yeah, they also ac- acquired uh, Mike Riley uh, from the Senators. Yep. And uh, he's a defenseman. Which yeah, they well, we needed, needed They needed for a sure. defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And then Curtis Lazar from the Buffalo Sabres as well. He's and a so, forward too, right? Absolutely. And and, and they needed He's a to, third line forward, fourth line forward, which which is great because you move in, you're probably going to move Hall down to the third line. No, I think second Hall, or, no, second Hall, or third. Hall will end up at the second line. Well, you would think yeah, so, but yeah. it depends how things unfold. Sure, you might, sure. You yeah. know, you might. You don't know what's going to happen at this point because that's how hockey is. You know, it's a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping, obscure. I'm hoping Hall, you know, realizes, hey, you don't need to carry a team. Just sit back and do your thing. Exactly. That, I mean, that's the point when it comes to hockey, too. It's all about the feel and who's got the hot hand. I mean, think about some of the uh, Stanley Cup winners over the last several years. You need that hot goalie. You need those hot um, offensemen that that just have that feeling at that time because you just who's hot at that at that moment. But you have a lot of games to win, and you gotta you gotta prove yourself. And when it comes to grit, and when it comes to toughness, and when it, when it comes to talent, the Bruins have that heading into the playoffs. So I'm very confident. I'm very hopeful that the Bruins will have what it takes to make a run. And and honestly, that's all you're looking for, right? As any fan, when it comes to wanting to uh, get your team into the playoffs, you want them to make a run and, and, and make it worthwhile for you as a fan. And we're there for the Bruins. I'll, t- I'll tell you that rookie, that rookie goalie looks good, too. The one from uh, University of Maine, right? Swayman. Yeah. He looks pretty good. Tuka's coming back though. I think he's uh he's on paper to come back uh tomorrow. As long as his back doesn't give out on again. You have Tuka you know, Rask. I'm almost done with Gulak. him. I'm just about done with him. Be honest well, with both of them. I mean Tuka Tuka's good. when Tuka's on, he's on, but man, he could be I'll tell you what. Um Tuka Rask is one of the best goalies in the league for sure. Let's face it. Used to be. When he is hot, there is no better goalie in the league. I will say that and feel very good about saying that because I believe it to be true. You cannot get a better goalie in the league when you have Tuka Rask, who's at his game and at the best of his game. He's not Tim Thomas. But he has issues. We know that. He's not Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas had issues too. No, of course. That's the thing with goalies. I was a goalie back in the day. Who wasn't a goalie? No, but you know when I was a kid at like four, but you, you know through twelve, I was a goalie. You so know, I, you know I, what I the fact. So I'm I'm just as crazy as all the goalies in the well, not that the fact not that, that the yet. fact that I can actually like Doctor DDT and Scott can appreciate this. We can wear Hall and Nash Bruins jerseys now. 
You know what I mean? Because those That's those true. were two wrestlers, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So now, because the Bruins, they signed, what was it, two years ago? Three years ago, years ago they signed Rick Nash. Right, Rick Nash, yeah. He so was, now he we can wear Hall and Nash yeah. jerseys. That's awesome to me. But moving on, yeah, the Red Sox, eight in a row as we Sox. speak, they're in the middle of a doubleheader. They're losing the second doubleheader, uh, the second game of the doubleheader. Right now they are. But they went, they lost their first three, and they haven't lost since. <laughs> So they went from worst to first, and that happens a lot yep. in, in, in baseball, for sure. I mean, there's been several years, when you look back at the Red Sox, when that when that has happened. You know, worst to first, first to worst. I mean, you know, that, that can happen, but ultimately, they have the talent. We knew that going into the season. There were a ton of question marks. There were a ton of of unanswered questions that people really wanted to figure out why they were so bad last year and what happened to their roster this year, their coach this year, that would make them a a viable contender. And ultimately, uh, after the first weekend, it was doom and gloom around here in Boston. And when you're talking about the Boston Red Sox and, you know, all the success that they've had, but, the recent success and championships that they've had, you expected more from them, and you expected them to be better than they, what they were. And after three opening weekend losses, you were like, this team is going to suck bad. We are in trouble. And yet that team turned it around to be the best team in baseball right now. They are 8-3 and three after being 0-3. That is something to be said for not only the... Don't jinx them, John. The uh, coaches that have uh, obviously put put their um, influence into the, the team, but the talent and the players and, and, and honestly anyone involved in building that roster has to be commended for where they are right now. And and the reality is is that so many, so many people around here in this city, in this area, wanted to write them off after three games. After three fucking games in the season. That's that's what we're talking about. That's the kind of pressure when you play professional sports in the area but you of Boston, you are talking about three games in we are going to write you off for the season. That's the kind of pressure but you you're talking it. about. And yet, they hold on. Were, no, they were able you. to move past the pressure and say, "We don't care what you're going to say about us on the uh, on, on the uh, talk sports media. We don't care. The talking heads are going to say X, X, Y, and Z about three games in, and we just lost to the, one of the worst teams in the league. Well, that was the key. Yeah, it was like that's that's the, why they. The, yeah, they. The, you know, the, it's the worst. Baltimore Orioles came into you know came worst into, team in baseball, and we're going to lose to them three games. Sweat. And guess what? We're going to turn it around, and we're going to prove to everyone that we are not that team that everyone's talking about right now. And uh, they not only did that. But they proved that they could pull their bootstraps up and make it happen. Yeah. It's not going to be about the fact that they sucked in their first three games. It's about how they did in the next eight games that brought them to an 8-3 record, and now they are the best team in baseball. I'll tell you what. It, they, they're playing like a team because it's been, you know, the starter pitchers kept them in the games. But, you know, I mean, yeah, clutch hits for Martinez. 
Dabok, Devers, who's hitting balls to Mars, and of course, the catcher, Vasquez. Oh, hold on, let me guess. You were a catcher in baseball too, right? I was, yeah. Well, if, like, you're a, if you're a, a, a goalie in hockey, then that means you're usually a catcher in baseball. Yeah, those two things are, you know, they usually go hand in hand. Getting knocked exactly. over by balls and pucks. I can see you now. Hitting you. You're right in your chest and falling over. If you ever wonder what's wrong with me, I got hit by a few pucks and I got uh, smashed in the face by a few balls when I was a catcher in baseball. Well, that was my, that was my big my big position, catcher in baseball. Oh, I loved it, actually. Yeah. I even went to, you were in every play. I went to the K&M games. You're you the only in person play. that's involved in every play. Every play. I loved it. But, uh, yeah, so now, you know, of course, the, the Bruins, I mean, uh, the Bruins are on fire. The Red Sox are on fire. The Celtics are winning because Kendrick Perkins decided to call out Jason Tatum with a little tweet, letting him know, hey, you're, over, you're, you're not playing like you're getting paid type of thing. And from what I understand, what I heard today is, uh, Oh, was it NBA 2K? Their uh, their ratings change, and really? Tatum was in the ninety degree. I mean 90, 90 rating, and he went down to eighty nine. Oh wow! So I guess I it's didn't a, see, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so I guess it's a big thing because you know all these new players have coming up playing this game. It's a big thing to be in a ninety club, you know, ninety and above. So now he's out of it. So I, I think he's playing with with a, with a little bit of authority. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And I think yeah. that uh, sometimes that needs to happen in order for you to change the way you are. Right? Because ultimately, if you're too comfortable in life, no matter what it is, you become complacent. It's not a good thing. You need to play and live and operate with a chip on your shoulder in order to do well. In order to make your mark and prove something and i think that that sometimes has to happen and, and on, a, hey, no no listen no no a, no you need to hold on for one second and i don't have the sound effect whatever red sox winning four to one. Oh, here we go an update yes I, we have a sports update i wish Breaking i had like news. on the keypad you know justin red sox winning four to one uh-oh so here we go. Yeah, they it just scored be. four runs in the top of the fifth. So you, baby. you're saying it could be nine in a row after this game, and I, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I get to see what ends up happening, but you know, now, now the Celtics. Hopefully, they keep it up. I'm pretty sure they're gonna. I think they're at the fifth seed now in the NBA playoffs. I think it's the fifth, and if if everything ended off the way it is now, I think they ended up playing Atlanta. Yeah, and, and I, I think that matchup is actually pretty good for them. And um, and the thing is about the Celtics is they have the talent, they have the coaching, and uh, they have what it takes to be championship caliber. But for some reason, they don't have the chemistry. And, and, and all of us around here have been wondering why, right? And sometimes it's just what it takes to make it happen. And, and, and I'm not saying it's luck. I'm saying you have to figure it out. And uh, sometimes you just have to decide on what makes you tick. And uh, what what's going to make you play harder for your team. And that's sometimes what it's all about. And, and I was just saying that as you were talking about the, uh, the update with the Sox. It's, you know, it's really about what that chip on your shoulder means to you. How much do you want that to motivate you? Because if you're just going to be a mediocre style club, 
it can happen, and it happens so so much among professional sports teams, and we've seen it so often amongst amongst uh, professional sports teams that we're so used to seeing that, and it needs to be better than that. Like you cannot accept mediocre play. You cannot accept mediocre feelings among the group, and you need to have that chip on your shoulder in order to be better. I mean, you know, like we, you know, we're, we're from New England, so we've seen it how many times, uh, time and time again, from the likes of Tom Brady and all of his associates. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll obviously right now throw the shout-out to Julian Edelman, who has been an absolute 100% patriot through and through, during his time here, and he deserves to get all the credit in the world for his toughness, for his style of play, for his heart, for everything he has given to the team. We love him, and I will always be one of the biggest fans of Julian Edelman that there has ever been because the guy is phenomenal. I was looking at the Red Sox box score, and we went from Celtics to Julian Edelman just like that. I had no idea. Good thing you said his name at the end because I had no idea where you were going with that. What the fuck? Unbelievable patriot, right? Come on. You got you to gotta throw me. Is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, it, 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 I'm biased. So, yeah, I, I would say I would say yes. And and only because the, the, rea- the reality behind whether he's a Hall of Famer or not comes from how well did he do in the postseason? And if you look at his postseason record, I don't know how you don't put him in the Hall of Fame. Reality behind uh, what what uh, those who consider Hall of Famers and who make those decisions, they're all looking at regular season stats and career stats, etc. If you do that and you just are going to say, ah, well, postseason is like regular season, then he might not make it. If you... If you want to wait the postseason more than regular season, then there's no way that you can deny him to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't think you can do that because I think there's a lot of players that are in the Hall of Fame that really don't have the best postseason. You know, there's Hall of Famers that want Super Bowls. There's Hall of Famers that don't really perform in the postseason that are in there. But I, I, I think... The only, that's the only thing that's keeping Edelman above water, just like it's keeping Eli above water, Eli Manning. Because if it wasn't for his two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, he wouldn't even be in a conversation right now because he's exactly 500 for wins, losses, whatever, his career. And he doesn't have the best season performance, you know, every season performances. Absolutely. Just like Edelman, it. you know? Uh, you know, I get it. You know, you got in, in the same conversation. Edelman's not even the best on the, on the team for right. categories. So it's, Absolutely. It's, it's very, it's very, he's in shallow water right no, now. No, he, you know? know, it's a subjective thing, which is, you know, it always is when it comes to Hall of Fame inductees. I'm just saying that uh, from my perspective, when you talk about what it, you know, what what matters, wins and championships and uh, postseason performances, there's something special about Julian Edelman. I mean, he that, had the best know. best okay. catches. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Against obviously against Atlanta, but then he had that corner of the end zone catch against uh, so Seattle. Remember so Seattle right. the, the bring it for the opportunity to win the game. Listen, and, 
If, I think if, right after that, that if, was the Malcolm Butler play. If, so. if, if Julian Edelman wanted to come here to, uh, you know, be a special guest uh, on our show, we would uh, absolutely enjoy that 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 to happen because uh, we love him. Yeah, but basically. not Eli though. Well, no, you know, yeah. that's a little different story. <clears throat> I do have a brother-in-law that's a huge Giants fan, so it kind of hurts, you know, when uh, you see him, especially after two thousand and seven. Well. With all due respect, fuck him. Yeah, no, you don't have to respect anything. <laughs> He's a Giants fan. Come on. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, no I, there are a lot of Giants I, fans around. I here, did, res- I did respect the fact that he was a Giants fan, and not a Jets fan. But after what the Giants did to us, you know, I mean, obviously they're not even in the same category as the Patriots on the overall retrospect, the overall you know picture of things. But you know. You know, I just now that I'm, you get me going on this, and I got myself going on it actually. But when you come, when it, when it comes to Julian Edelman, it comes, you know, we're we're talking about grit and heart, and uh, the want to win at all costs, and and he exemplifies what it means to be a patriot, and uh, you know, so, I mean, obviously. Um, First ballot Hall of Famer within the uh, Patriot rank. Oh, right? Of course, you know, yes, like he'll, yeah. he'll be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Is there a second can, ballot? I don't know. Can it, can, can it can it be next year? That's how that you know that. Of course, that's that's where he is. I don't know if there is two um, ballots in it. Like, but, but I think I mean in I the think Patriots Hall of Fame. You either win or you don't, right? He, sh- I mean, he should be considered in in the NFL Hall of Fame for for all of what he's done. Uh, for postseason and championships, and and you know I I know that I'm biased again by saying that, but um, I I think that we should consider it as something that that others should consider too, because that's what it means to be a champion. And 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 Julian Edelman is obviously a champion speaking, when it comes to so many levels. Speaking of Hall of Fame, now I heard today that. During this whole Patriots dynasty, like from 2000 until now, maybe it's even before that, but Ty Law is the only player to be in the Hall of Fame right now. The NFL Hall of Fame. Only player out of everybody that's come through here. Richard Seymour's on in there. Rodney Harrison's on in there. Teddy Bruschi's on in there. Mike Vrabel's on in there. Willie McGinnis ain't in there. Ted Johnson. None of these guys are in there. Matt Light's on in there. How is that even possible? You know, if you go back to the days of the Steelers, and you have to look up these numbers, but I think there's like 11. Back in the day when the Steelers were winning all the time. The 49ers probably have six. And I think if you go back to the greatest show on turf, it, they won one Super Bowl. One. And I think they have three. Right. Maybe, it might, there might be more. I'm just throwing these numbers because I heard this today. Right, you know. I, you have yeah. to be... how. There's some kind of bias somewhere. I mean, you're you're taken away from the greatest. I don't. Even, you can't even call it a dynasty anymore. It's something bigger than a dynasty. But you're taken away from that, and you only one guy's been in. Ty Law. Well, what what about Randy Moss? Yeah, but no, he was what two and a half years. I don't right. think that counts. I think you have to be here for like five years or something. Right? No, I, I get it because obviously you're. And he left on bad terms. And, yeah, with the whole thing, know. the whole thing that happened there. You're, if you know, if yeah. if you yeah. if you had to put a hat on, if if the NFL did that, he right. wear Minnesota yeah. Vikings hat. <laughs> you wonder if the NFL is going or a helmet. Up. There's there's going to be a wave of Patriots 
at some point, you know, they're, and, they're, and they're waiting for that wave to happen. And when it happens, it happens. Because we all know that the wave when's, of Patriots are, 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 are going to happen at some point. When's right? the wave happen? It's soon. It's soon. Well, I'm just thinking, like, is there an expiration date, like baseball? Well, there is. Because Willie yeah, McGinnis has sure. been out for a while. Teddy Bruschi, Ted Johnson. Rodney Harris has been out for a while. Richie Seymour's been out for a while. I mean, I, when are these guys not eligible anymore? So when's this wave going to happen? Matt Light. Matt Light should be in, for sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, so this wave is almost, I feel like it's already crested and it's coming back downhill now. I'd have to look up the, no, I, when, I, when I it expires. I, I, I'm an, I, honestly, I believe it's coming so soon where it's just going to be smothered with New England Patriots based on the amount of success that they've had. And and we're gonna we're all gonna be the beneficiaries of that because I just feel know, like we, we've had, we've 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 lived it, and uh, it it's deserved of those who have gone through it. What do and, they call that when the wave comes over? It crest? Is it crested yeah. or something? I don't think so. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I just don't. I, don't I, think, I think these guys have been eligible for a while. I mean, that's my while. opinion. I mean, right. you know, maybe it has, and, and we won't see as many as I think that we will. Well, but you're right, because all the guys that you have just named, they've been out we, for a while. we have to see some of those guys make it to Canton, and I think we will. Richard Seymour was the best defensive lineman in the oh. NFL. Oh, he was for. Rodney for Harrison while. was the bad, best safety. I mean, uh, yeah, best safety in the NFL. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you guys waiting for? How can you keep out somebody? Rodney Harrison was a man in San Diego. He then he comes here. Yeah. And, you know? then, and then he did just as much uh, for New England as he did in, in, in San Diego. So I agree. We need to see those guys in Canton, and, and it needs to happen. Teddy Bruschi needs to be in there. You know what I right. mean? Teddy Johnson. I feel like he needs to be in there, but of course his bias, yeah, you know, yeah, again, his biasism uh, is that a word? Biasism? Yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, but uh, Teddy Bruschi before Teddy yeah. Johnson, but but I agree with you that Teddy Johnson was an unbelievable Patriot and Mike uh, Vrabel. I mean, he was offensive yeah, and defense. If, if, you know if, what I mean? If he wants to come on our show, I would uh, absolutely um, invite him in. Mike uh, Vrabel was clutch. That, so yeah, dude, Mike Vrabel was clutch on the offense. Well, he's a coach now, so... Right, but know, he was clutch on the offensive side of the ball, never on the defensive, you know what I mean? There are so many Patriots that need to be in Canton, and we know that's going to happen soon. And uh, I think those who are in Aaron charge Hernandez? Of, of, of doing that are, are actually like, how many Patriots do we really put into I was only kidding the hall? About that. Well, no, I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. Yeah. All right, well... I think we got everything off our chest, right? For now. Yeah. For now. Only for now, though. So yeah, we'll be back in studio. Never stop getting the studio again, for sure. And it's going to be before the beginning of next week. We'll have one out before the beginning of next week. And we'll have this one out, you know, very shortly. Just got to edit it and go to town on it, you know. But, I mean, by hook or by crook, we'll have one more anyway. And then we will have... Part three of the golf oh, trip. I can't wait for part three because we got a lot to talk about for part three of the golf Scott's trip. Scott's not Scott's not down there in South Carolina with us, so he might not come back live. Who knows? Las Vegas was unbelievable for everything we expected and then some. I mean, every day it was this story, that story. I mean, I, I can't wait to tell it. 
And uh, I'm actually chomping at the bit right now. And, and if, 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 you know, don't if give I nothing could, away. Stop on, it. Let me cut it out. Even, even the. Even the you know the the cleaning crew coming in when they thought we were we were gone. Let I it go. Like, I was I was out there in my underwear. Uh, no, you, this, this we're still here. You know that's 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 an issue for you to come in and clean. Da -da -da -da. Uh, come on. Come Red on. Sox There's, are up six there, to one. There, there are some great stories that we want to tell, and we can't take can't wait to John, tell you guys. Come on, John. Red Sox six to one right now. Okay. So we're we're going for for win number nine. Yeah, it looks All like right. it. Yeah, they were. Uh, looks All right, like well, they just ended off the fifth, so we're going into the top of the sixth. Steve and I are oh, so yeah. happy that we were able to talk to you guys right now, and we can't wait to uh, talk to you again. So uh, until we uh, talk to you again, uh, this this show is always about everything and nothing at the same time, and uh, we uh, love you guys for listening. So thank you. Yeah, that was my way of uh, getting John to stop doing his rant, you know, just bringing that update. But, yeah, the Red Sox are winning 61. But, anyway, guys, we love you. Leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out the Facebook. Check out the Twitter, Instagram. You know, just like and love and give us a nice review wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. We love you. Booyah! Bye! Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook, Never Stop Getting It, and Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.